When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, and of course, I am your host, John June, and of course, as always, got my guy, my co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? What's good? Yes, sir. We're here. Oh, man. Last week of the regular season. It is money time. Uh, time time to, you know, close it, close the deal. Mariano Rivera, Starris, you know, got to gotta do what we got to do to get into these playoffs. Yeah, man. Got to get these playoffs. Got to get to these chips, man. And win these uh, hashtag DX Tribe titles, man. You know what I'm saying? So, got to get those things uh Got to get those things done. But before that, we got to keep the eye on the prize, man, which is week 13. That's what's ahead of us right now. Yes, sir. Here to break that down this week. In this episode, we're obviously going to get to our streams of the week. um, And then we will get to our part one preview, breaking down uh, 10 games for you today. So uh, we will, uh, yeah, get you guys all ready for week 13. Let's do this, man. So, Greg. Uh, quarterback stream of the week, man. What do you got, bro? Oh, man, you know, I alluded to it uh, a little bit in the, the waiver pod, but uh, Kirk Cousins, that top guy, he's got Jacksonville this week. He's 41% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. This man is top 10 in deep ball attempts and in touchdowns this year. He's got three t- passing touchdowns in three of the last four games, at least 250 yards in three straight games. Gets Adam Thielen back, who's second in amongst receivers and touchdowns in the league. Um, and with, and you know, icing on the cake, got Jacksonville. Uh, gives up the second highest touchdown per game average to the quarterback position at 2.1 a game. Kirk Cousins, light it up, QB1. Oh, yeah, man. I like that one, man. Uh, I mean, he might even be start of the week worthy. Yeah. I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> uh, my quarterback stream of the week, I'm going Derek Carr. That's a joke. Ooh, I'm going oh Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> Another joke now. I'm, so. going, <laughs> I'm going with Mitch Trubisky. 5% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Going up against Detroit. Uh, I've talked about it all week now. Mitch Trubisky going to, going up against Detroit, who gave up the eighth most fantasy points to the quarterback position uh, over the last five weeks. I know that you know the history here really doesn't have anything to do with it because you know teams do change over time with in terms of personnel and coaching and all that stuff. But you, you can't ignore that there's something that Mitch likes about playing against the Lions. Three passing touchdowns in his last four games against them, including uh, week one of this year. So uh, we all know Mitch also can get done with his legs as well. So that obviously provides a nice floor to his to his baseline. Yeah, the recency bias is really high for Derek Carr, so I'm glad you didn't choose him. <laughs> <laughs> um. Greg, tight end stream of the week, man. What do we got this week? 
Uh, I'm gonna go with you know your guy Trey Burton. You know he's he's been pretty money. Uh, you know throughout the year as a good streamable tight end. He's 20% rostered in Yahoo. Uh, his air yards has been increasing week to week. You know he had a season high air yards at 80 last week. Uh, had has a touchdown in two straight games. Uh, hasn't seen it seen a game lower than uh, three targets this year in a solid matchup uh, versus Houston. Uh, Phillip Rivers is also playing hot. Uh, I think you know he's a guy you could throw out there. He's, you know he's one of 32 tight ends and you know he won't kill you. Yeah, man, I, I like that one. I like that one a lot, actually. I'm going with Jordan Reed. He is 24% rostered. Going up against Buffalo, we talked about this Buffalo defense and how they're weak against the tight end uh, last week. You know, Hunter Henry, he was able to snag seven receptions last week. Uh, and, again, it's a weakness for, for the Buffalo Bills. And Kyle Shanahan, he's like the Belichick of the offensive side of the football, meaning he's going to exploit your the weakness of your defense. And and this week, uh, Jordan Reed will be the primary beneficiary of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Greg, your defensive stream of the week, man, what do we got? Uh, I'm definitely going with the Los Angeles Chargers defense versus New England. Uh, they're 36% rostered, but it's really about New England here. New England's barely averaging 20 points per game. Uh, it's Cam Newton in this offense. They're not a high-paced offense. Uh, turnovers could definitely happen, and the Chargers are you know, very capable of doing that uh, against a similar offense uh, Josh versus Josh Allen last week uh, and the Bills, you know, similar type quarterback. You know, They got three sacks, got a pick, also got two fumble recoveries. So, yeah, Chargers you could throw out there for sure, um, and they would definitely give you a floor of points. Yeah, man, I like that one. This one for me is actually going to be a little contrarian, especially considering my quarterback stream of the week. But I'm going with Detroit. They're 4% rostered <laughs> in Yahoo leagues. Uh, they're three-point underdogs, but they get to go up against Mitch Trubisky, who in his last three starts has either thrown an interception <laughs> or taken at least two sacks. And, uh, again, Mitch's game is high var- He's high variance, so... You know, there's the highs and the lows, and sometimes that makes for fantasy success. You know, Jameis Winston showed us that last year, yeah. And I think Mitch Trubisky can give us some of the, some more of that in 2020. I've totally seen Mitch go for like, throw for like two picks, have a fumble, and still finishes a QB one. So, oh yeah, you mean like last week? Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's break down these games, uh, starting with the. Two eight and one Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Miami to take on the seven and four Miami Dolphins. This is a forty two and a half point total. The Miami Dolphins are eleven and a half point favorites. Um, in terms of injuries, Cincinnati's. I mean, obviously Joe Burrow, he's out with ACL. Rip, rip. Um, Brandon Allen will be making his second straight start. Um. Uh, but other than that, they're mostly okay. But for the Miami Dolphins, Salvin Ahmed, he's questionable with the shoulder. He obviously missed last week. Uh, Miles Gaskin, he's on the injured reserve designated to return, uh, has practiced two straight weeks the now. So man. possibility that the gas man could return this week. Um, and then Tua Tungavailoa, the rookie quarterback, he is questionable with that left thumb injury and has already been ruled a game-time decision. So, um, you know, could have Ryan Fitzpatrick making another start here. Greg, where are you at in terms of this matchup? I'm taking the under. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals to cover, but I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins to win. Uh, this analysis definitely uh, changes a little bit if two was able to go. 
But on the Bengals side, uh, my only interest, you know, is in the, those receivers, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Uh, they're in a tough, de- uh, tough spot again. Um, tough defense. The the Giants last week and the Dolphins are a pretty good defense again this week. Um, Boyd, he'll probably be the leader in targets. Uh, led the team last week with six, so he has that safe PPR floor. Uh, but Higgins, you know, with the high target share and his A dot has the higher upside. Uh, led the team in receiving yards last week. Uh, I think I have him as more of a low end wide receiver too for uh, strong flex. Um, and Gio Bernard, he's, you know, your mid RB2, you know, bunched in with those those RB2s. Upside is a little lower in this game with the matchup. And um, this offense is probably going to struggle to get into the red zone. Um, so, you know, but you can expect him to get close to 15 touches. Um, on the Dolphins side, if Ryan Fitzpatrick is going, he's, you know, he's also in the stream of the week potential uh, as a QB1 um, with Devontae Parker as a wide receiver one. Um, you have to love him here. You know, his four straight games with at least seven targets, had 14 last week. Miles um, Gaskin, if he's able to go, you're also starting him up uh, as a confident play. And Miles Gaskin, uh, all these guys have a uh, great bump in upside with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And if two plays, that bump just really goes back down to where their cap is. Uh, the only one that's really safe is still Devontae Parker. Yeah, I'm... Uh... I'm I'm gonna take the under. I'm I'm gonna take Cincinnati to cover eleven and a half. Uh, I, this change, like you said, man, this game completely changes depending on who the quarterback is. Like yeah, if Fitzpatrick is the quarterback. <laughs> I think the Dolphins cover the eleven and a half. If two is the quarterback, I think that the the Bengals cover this eleven and a half. But um, yeah, I mean, I am taking the Dolphins to win this game. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take T. You know, on the Bengals side, I'm I'm. I'm a little less optimistic. I'm, I just really want to play T. Higgins. I mean, he's the really the only one I'd be interested in. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Boyd. I mean, yeah, he he he'd have he'd bring that safe floor. Um, but you know, if I'm playing, I'm playing for upside here. Uh, T. Higgins, I think, would be that guy. But uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he starts, you know, I play him as a QB one this week uh, in a revenge game against the team. <laughs> I think they drafted him. No, I think Crazy. the Rams. I don't know, man. Trying to keep track of which team Ryan Fitzpatrick played for when would be, uh, you know, very hard to do. Uh, but Devontae Parker would be a wide receiver one, like you said, if Fitzpatrick goes. Mike Gusecki would be a tight end one. Uh, the question is what happens at running back? Again, Miles Gaskin, you know, does he get the workload? As long as Flores, you know, Flores said, as long as he feels he's ready for it, you know, like he can handle it, then he would. And so I think I would put him in my lineup, um, mm-hmm. you know, if he's playing specifically if I need upside uh, in a PPR league. Um, you know, but if you could afford to wait the week, then, you know, definitely do it. Uh, but if Tua starts, uh, I would downgrade everyone. Like you said, I'm, I'm downgrading everyone. Yeah. Um, I'd actually downgrade Parker, but I would probably just main like leave the running whatever the running back production is. I would just consider that to be the same. I feel actually maybe that gets an uptick. Yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> but uh, when they do get in the red zone, probably more. Uh, but those red zone opportunities probably gonna be slightly lower too. Yeah, I mean that whole offense just becomes yeah, yeah less yeah. slow pace everything <laughs> like it just stops <laughs> everything. <laughs> Mike Gusecki becomes like a, an inline tight end instead of, <laughs> yeah. you know, instead of like a slot yeah. receiver. Like, Roles change so and everything. I know. 
Yeah. All right, man. Let's move on to this next matchup. Uh, an exciting matchup, man. We've got mm-hmm. the eight and three Cleveland Browns traveling to Tennessee to take on the eight and three Tennessee Titans. This is a fifty-three and a half point total. The Titans are six-point favorites. Uh, in terms of injuries, Kareem Hunt, he's dealing with this thigh injury. He's been dealing with it for a while now. Uh, he was a limited participant. Uh, Kadero Hodge, wide receiver for the Browns, he's questionable with a hamstring. Uh, Denzel Ward, cornerback, he was questionable. Uh, he's been dealing with, I believe it's a knee injury for the last few weeks now. Um, and then Jonu Smith, he was a DMP uh, with a knee injury for the Titans. He actually uh, was a Jag that we just completely glossed over, but he was a Jag, uh, had a zero, no target, but has been limited the last two weeks with this knee injury or, or you know, not participating in practice the last two days with this knee injury. So maybe that was a factor in that game. Uh, A.J. Brown, he was a DMP with a hip. So um, this is new. Obviously, we know that he doesn't practice on uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays because of the knee injury, but... Uh, The hip is definitely something new. Uh, And then the Titans have a bunch of other guys questionable. But in terms of this game, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Cleveland to cover. I'm going to take Tennessee to win. Nick Chubb, you know, he's been killing since he he got back. Uh, Should continue this week against the Tennessee defense. Has given up the seventh most fantasy points to the running back position over the last five weeks. Uh, Fire up Jarvis Landry again. He's in a great spot. As well against Tennessee. I mean, honestly, Tennessee's been terrible against everything. I, I want to say they've been terrible against wide receivers, but they've just been terrible against everything. Uh, Kadero Hodge, he's also in a good spot. Second on the team, uh, only to Jarvis Landry in targets the last two weeks. He leads the team in air yards the last two weeks, has an 8 out of 18 and a half, which is also a team high. So, uh, in a game where he, they should be trailing. Uh, Hodge, you know, totally makes a ton of sense as a deep flyer, or even a, a cheap DFS flyer. Uh, Austin Hooper uh, also has a great matchup here. So uh, Baker Mayfield makes a ton of sense as a streaming option or even a, a must start in two quarterback leagues. And then Ryan Tannehill is a is a must start, in my opinion, mm-hmm. on the other side for Tennessee, as is Derrick Henry, of course. Uh, A.J. Brown's hip issue scares me a little bit, but if he plays, I think you play him. And then Corey Davis is a is a must start in this matchup, uh, and like I said, he's been he's been really good, man. If you you know outside the goose egg, um, and then Johnu Smith, he was a DMP this week, so if he can't go, I think you know Fersker has you know some some upside given the matchup here with Cleveland. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that uh, prediction as well. They got the over Cleveland the cover, and then uh, Tennessee to win um, on the Brown side. Yeah, Baker mentioned him as that that uh guy you can get as a streaming option hopefully you're able to get him if he's still there he's he's a good option this week in normal weather hopefully high over under underdogs uh definitely expect more pass attempts from him um in this one hunt and chubb you're starting uh and i agree with you with the receivers jarvis landry uh high and wide receiver two uh got some one upside in this matchup uh it seems like baker and rashad higgins do leave points on the field so maybe also higgins could be involved in this yeah, one higgins, as well yeah. um on the tight end side Ryan Tannehill definitely in must play. Derrick Henry and their studs, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. All those guys are, you know, in, in the top 25 plays with Derrick Henry being uh, absolute beast with A.J. Brown. Uh, John o. Smith, yeah, if he's able to go, he he was hot. You know, he had three straight games with the touchdown. Um, so he has good touchdown probability in this offense. But, if yeah, if he's not able to go, uh, Ferkser is in play for sure. Yeah, man. Um, Kareem Hunt, I don't know if he's must flex, but – because he's been a little 
down the last couple of weeks, but yeah. uh, given the matchup, I think you can flex him. But, yeah. um, you know, next matchup, we've got the 4-7 and seven Detroit Lions, the Matt Patricia-less Detroit Lions, traveling to Chicago to take on the 5-6 and six Chicago Bears. This is a 44.5 point total. The Bears are three-point favorites. Greg, uh, well, let me get to the injuries first. Khalil Mack, he's dealing with a back injury, so he was mm-hmm. a DMP. Uh, Akeem Hicks, he was he's dealing with a hamstring injury that kept him out of last week's game. He's limited participant in practice, so trending in the right direction there. And then uh, Kenny Galladay, DMP with the hip injury, so that's not a good sign. Um, Matthew Stafford still dealing with that that right thumb injury, but seems like he's going to tough that out. Uh, DeAndre Swift, he was cleared of the concussion protocol, but he was a DMP with an illness. And then Jeff Fakuda, he's continued to be questionable with this ankle injury. So, uh, Greg, where are you at in terms of this matchup? I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Bears to cover, and I'm going to take the Bears to win. Uh, you, you said it. You know, Mitch does own this team. Uh, you know, history may – they do change, but I think it's something to say when you have a team's number. Uh, but on the line side, I'm definitely expecting – Kenny G not to play again. Uh, I think the people out there, defense people, should also expect that. Still not practicing. Um, so Matthew Stafford, you know, in the same range, is kind of like high in QB two. Um, you know, and kind of that that Matt Ryan range. I uh, got him. Marvin Jones. You know, he's a solid wide receiver too. Uh, because of the target share, he's getting nine point three targets a game uh, over the last three weeks. Uh, he's got the matchup with Kyle Fuller, um, but. Uh, he did get eight targets in week one uh, in that same kind of spot without Kenny G. So I think he's got a low ceiling, but the floor is there. Uh, Swift is back, so uh, he's, um, if he's going to be playing, he, may, he has that illness. But assuming he's playing, he's high in RB2 with some RB1 upside, Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack. If they're both banged up, uh, it's definitely going to open up things in the middle for them. Uh, and he was getting eight 18.5 touches per game in the last two weeks, you know, before that concussion, absolutely balling and getting productivity uh, and opportunity. TJ Hawkinson, one of the most consistent tight ends right now in the game, uh, as far as, you know, fantasy wise, he's been steady all season long. So you're starting him up and on the bear size, got to start up Mitch and a great spot against this bottom 10 secondary and uh, against this horrible uh, rush defense as well. So David Montgomery, I think, has some RB1 upside in this one. Uh, you definitely can guarantee his floor. Uh, but last week, you know, he played well, definitely. Allen Robinson, um, wide receiver one in this matchup. Uh, and the complimentary receiver, I think you can look to Darnell Mooney. Uh, you know, the catch rate has been pretty bad, but uh, he, he's been a, in a good spot as far as I think he's a good, sneaky flex in deeper leagues. Got the nine targets last week. Um, it's been spots where he's getting high target number. He just needs to connect. Uh, you know, he hasn't had a game. You know, I only had three games this year under five targets. Um, and Jimmy Graham has been pretty non-existent. He fell off the tight end map. Uh, it's pretty wide. You know, we're saying tight ends are dropped and added a lot. Uh, so I, I don't think he's pretty much playable at this point. I think he was more focusing on Allen Robinson and, and Mooney. Got my third round pick back. <laughs> <laughs> Traded, traded a third round pick for Jimmy Graham in our dynasty league after Fell I lost George Matt, Kittle. Man. I know, but no, he hasn't ever done since anything. then he's been nothing. <laughs> nothing. Been better <laughs> off starting Anthony Ferkser. Yeah, yeah, man. I know. Crazy. <sighs> anyway, um, in terms of the matchup, I'm actually going to take the over. I'm going to take Detroit to cover. Okay. I'm going to take Detroit to win the game. Uh, I think you can play Stafford. I don't know why. I'm just having this. 
you know, these vibes, man. Uh, Daryl Bevel, he talked about increasing the pace in practice, apparently. Uh, that's what left tackle Taylor Decker had said. Uh, so maybe we, we see him let Stafford loose a little bit. You know, Matt Patricia not there anymore. Maybe maybe he was holding Daryl Bevel back a little bit. Who knows? Um, but Marvin Jones, he's definitely in play. And I... You, you know, I'm just I'm just thinking here, right? Thinking out loud. I don't think we're gonna see Kenny Galladay the rest of this year, man. I agree. Uh, that's I just think that's just my opinion. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you agree, right? AJ he's Green a free agent. type type sneaky situation, <laughs> right? Like yeah. he's a free agent. The team's four and seven. Uh, there's no head coach or GM to basically assure him of his future. Or, so you know his future in Detroit. So I don't. I wouldn't expect him to to continue to play. Uh, I would plan to be without him. Uh, you know, again, that's just my opinion. There, you know, continue to hold him if you if you want, but I, I just don't know if he'll play. Uh, I understand the matchup may be tough for Swift, but you know his pass catching ability uh, and just his skill level, man. He he looked so good the last couple weeks when he yeah, was healthy. Man. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm gonna I'm not going away from him. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, you know, like you said, he's been steady, man. So he's a must start. In this matchup, uh, Mr. Trubisky, like I said, stream of the week. So, uh, again, that's an upside play there for me. Uh, I think I would go Baker over Mitch. Okay. Um, but, you know, because I, I think I could trust the floor there of Baker a little bit more than, than Mitch's floor. Um, but, you know, Mitch is an upside play for me. Um, and then Allen Robinson, you know, definitely you're obviously playing him. Uh you know, a second-round pick, Cole Komet, you were talking about Jimmy Graham, but second-round pick, Cole Komet, the tight end out of Notre Dame, he's been running more routes, actually, than Jimmy Graham. So we might have a change in of, a, of the guard there. So maybe that's something to keep an eye out on. Um, and then, you know, you were talking about Darnell Mooney. Like I, like you were saying, man, I, I like him too this week. Uh, you know, but, the, you know, obviously the inconsistency of the quarterbacks, I think that's what's had to do with, you know, his inconsistency. So he's been tough to trust. But, mm -hmm. um you know, I think he's a flyer for sure, you know, worth taking. Uh, David Montgomery, you know, in a great spot. The matchup is great, and he's he's getting something very few running backs are getting right now, and that's volume. Yep, yep, behind Miss King. Um, all right, man, moving on to the next matchup. We've got the 7-4 and four Indianapolis Colts traveling to Houston to take on the 4-7 and seven Houston Texans. This is a 50.5 total, the... Uh, Colts are three and a half point favorites. Um, in terms of the injuries, uh, Danico Autry, defensive lineman, he is he was activated from the COVID list, so the Colts get him back. Uh, Philip Rivers, he's uh, limited with a toe, so something to watch there. I mean, obviously, I think he'll play, but uh, it it did was something that he dealt with last week. Uh, left tackle Anthony Costanzo, he's actually dealing with an MCL sprain, so. He's expected to miss some time, so that's actually, uh, you know, probably, you know, kind of a big deal for the Colts there. Uh, and then DeForest Buckner, he's obviously still on the COVID list uh, after testing positive. And then you know, punter uh, Rigoberto Sanchez, he's dealing with a, a cancerous tumor that actually was removed. So uh, hope that everything turns out well for him and his recovery. Uh, but on the Houston side, CJ Procise, he was dealing with an illness. Um, but he, so he was a DMP and then David Johnson, he's, uh, designated to return from the injured reserve. Um, so, you know, he's somebody that, 
this could be available in leagues. Just take a look if you didn't have an IR spot or something. He, he probably could have been dropped in your league. Um, but in terms of how it plays out, uh, I think you have to. Well, I'm taking the under, taking the Colts to cover and the Colts to win. Uh, but I think you have to roll out Deshaun uh, with how good he's been despite the Will Fuller suspension. Brandon Cooks is a wide receiver one going forward. Uh, Kiki Kuti sees an uptick, uh, as does Jordan Aikens, who I think you can stream this week, especially ahead of a great matchup next week for Chicago. Uh, David Johnson could return and could be usable in this matchup uh, with the Colts potentially being without Buckner again. Uh, for Indy, uh, Rivers has been great, and the matchup is good here, so I, I think he's in play there. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I think, would be the guy in the backfield that we would play. Um, and then I, I love Michael Pittman Jr. this week, especially uh, starting cornerback for the Houston Texans, Bradley Roby. He's been suspended six games for PEDs, so, um, and he's been their best corner, and, and they've been terrible. So Michael Pittman, I think, is is definitely in play. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Colts to cover and the Colts to win as well. Uh, I agree with you with, with the Colts. The Phillip Rivers has got to be in streaming conversation uh, versus the weak Houston defense. And now, with yeah, without that best corner, uh, definitely uh, bodes well for them. Hines, I'm going with Naheem Hines is the guy here. I mean, you know, just it's also always a toss-up, but I'm going with, I guess, the, the touches that he's getting. Uh, 14.6 over the last three weeks, uh, eight receptions last week. So uh, at least he's going to get that floor um, maybe in a, a slightly competitive game if Deshaun is able to make something happen. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., definitely the main receiver that I trust. And, and Trey Burr, and you're, you're starting him as well because, you know, my streamer of the week. On the Texan side, Deshaun, yeah, I'm still treating him as a, as a QB1. I think he just makes magic happen. He, he's, he's Deshaun Watson, one of the best players in the game. Uh David Johnson, if he's able to come back, that'd be that'd be great news. Um, you know, Duke Johnson did okay in relief, but uh, David Johnson can give you still that that safe RB two value. Brandon Cooks uh, is in play as well. Uh, is now the main and only pass catcher in this offense. Uh, and Jordan Akins uh, also in the streaming conversation for a tight end. Yeah, man. Um, moving on to the next game, we got the one ten Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Minnesota. To take on the five and six Minnesota Vikings, this is a fifty-one and a half point total. The uh, Vikings are ten and a half point favorites. In terms of injuries, DJ Shark he is dealing with that rib injury, so he is a limited participant. Uh, Chris Conley he's dealing with a um, with a hip injury, so he was a limited participant. And then Dalvin Cook he's obviously he's been dealing with that. That ankle injury that was supposedly uh, not a big deal, but he was a limited participant in, in Thursday's practice, so something to watch there. And then uh, Irv Smith Jr., he was a DMP in Thursday's practice as well, so uh, could mean um, you know that Kyle Rudolph is streamable again this week. Uh, Greg, where are you at in terms of this matchup, man? Uh, yeah, I'm going with the over. I'm going to take in Jacksonville to cover, but I'm going to take Minnesota to win. Um, yeah, on the Viking side, man, it's a money matchup for Kirk Cousins. We talked about it, uh, my stream of the week. And, you know, he definitely def had, does have start of the week potential. Uh, I definitely have him as a QB one, getting my boy, Adam Thielen back and Jefferson, both as wide receiver ones. Um, so you're treating them as such, uh, Dalvin cook, you know, he's limited participant. Uh, you mentioned on Thursday, 
uh, monitoring the situation. But if he's there, uh, as I, you know, expect him to be, um, you know, hasn't been out of practice yet. So uh, he's definitely a top five running back lock uh, on the Jaguar side. Only really interested in James Robinson as, you know, the top five option every week at the running back position. You know, got 27 touches last week, uh, locked in for 20-plus every game. Uh, also a threat to be their leader in target share. He's, he's really everything for this team right now. Uh, if DJ Shark is able to play, though, uh, he has some good flex value. Um, and Keelan Cole, I think, can be, you know, a deeper league flex. Um, Mike Lennon might have, have some opportunities. You know, he, he did a little surprising last week um, in the Vikings defense. Uh, is not very good the secondary, so there could be some points scored for the Jaguars in this one. Yeah, man, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Jags to cover, man. I, you know, I can't f- catch myself trusting Kirk Cousins to lay ten, to lay <laughs> ten and a half, man. I really can't. Yeah, yeah it's got to be got to be a little little close in the thriller there, thriller there. You know. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, but I'm going to take Minnesota to win. Uh, uh, James Robinson, yeah, man, you start him up as an RB1. Uh, you know, this guy, He, like you said, he is this offense. And Minnesota, they they are one of the the worst defenses in terms of defensive line adjusted, uh, adjusted line yards. Um, so uh, James Robinson, he's going to feed – he's going to get fed in this game and should feed on this Minnesota defense. Um, in terms of – yeah, DJ Shark maybe because of the obviously the uh you know the upside that he brings in the matchup here uh with these Minnesota corners who haven't been good all year. Uh Colin Johnson is a maybe uh Keelan Cole, I do have interest in him though, potentially, uh given the game script here. You mm-hmm. know, ten and a half point dogs. I think he definitely fits that that narrative there. Um Kirk Cousins again, he you know, your stream of the week. Uh, you know, I almost wrote here a smash spot, but just saying Kirk Cousins in a, in a smash spot is like <laughs> the first, like the easiest way to ruin it. I feel like, so I'm just gonna leave it as he's in a really good spot here. Uh, Jacksonville, you know, they're terrible on defense, and then on top of that, they're banged up. So Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, both these guys, you start them up as wide receiver ones. Uh, and again, if Irv Smith Jr. is out, then and Rudolph has some upside. True, true, true. Even with the, uh, Thielen back in the lineup. Yeah, I like that, Kadorov, definitely. Uh, and, and the multiple streaming conversations for tight ends. Yeah. Um, now we move on to the next matchup. We got the 6-5 and five Las oh, Vegas man. Raiders. The most traveling. entertaining matchup of the week, yo. <laughs> most entertaining. I mean, I just pray that the Jags get a win <laughs> so that like I could just breathe easy about the Jets holding my breath every week about them. <laughs> Like eking one out, so um, they're o- the O and eleven New York Jets are home. This is a forty-seven point total. The Raiders are nine and a half point favorites. In terms of the injuries, Nelson Aguilar, he's he was a DMP with an ankle injury the last two days, so that's something to watch there for his availability. And then Josh Jacobs, he's also been a DMP with that ankle as well. Uh, ankle injury that he suffered but I feel like Josh Jacobs has done this where he's missed practice uh, and still ended up playing in the game mm-hmm. um, but Damon Arnett cornerback rookie cornerback for the for the Raiders he's uh, in concussion protocol and was limited uh, Jonathan Abram safety he was a uh, a DMP uh, with a knee injury on Wednesday 
Uh, and then for the Jets, uh, Brashad Perriman, he was, you know, he's banged up with a shoulder. And they have some offensive linemen that are also banged up a little bit. Uh, but in terms of this game, I'm taking the over here. I'm going to take the Jets to cover. I'm going to take Vegas to win. Uh, I would play Derek Carr in DFS, but that's just, that's it. Um, Darren Waller, he's in a great spot here. Aguilar or Ruggs, you know, should be able to get deep on this secondary here as well. I don't love Josh Jacobs in this in this game. Uh, you know, the Jets have been pretty good on the ground. Uh, he's been banged up with that ankle too, so it doesn't really, uh, you know, spell that, you know, success for him. Uh, I think the Raiders will find more success, though, through the air. So, uh, you know, maybe that plays more into Devontae Booker's strengths as he's he excels in the pass game. And then for the Jets, I'm calling for the Denzel Mims breakout game. Uh, maybe not a not not a big breakout, but a mini one, you know, in the flex spot. But uh, he's, he's due for some positive regression here, especially in the touchdown department. And the Raiders secondary is is nothing special here, and so I, and now they're banged up as well. So I think that that should allow for Denzel Mims to to have you know more than just the solid games that he's been having for us lately. And then Frank Gore, he's somebody that I'm definitely willing to play as a, a high floor RB two in a good matchup here against against uh, the Raiders. And then Brashad Perriman has a high upside. Uh, he has high upside flex appeal, and I think this is possibly the week that Crowder gets his floor back. Uh, yeah, so I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Jets to cover and also taking the Raiders to win, um, but definitely would not be surprised if this was the one the Jets got. Uh, of, you know, of course, on the Raiders' side, this this will be the week Derek Carr bounces back. Um, you know, this just makes sense for fantasy. Uh, objectively, you know, I, I think he's playable, but I just can't. You know the risk Recent, is just the recency bias. <laughs> recency bias is just too too hard right now, and I'm I'm falling into it. And I know I shouldn't, but I just can't. I, I'm not playing Carr. Oh no, but I can't I think, blame you. Yeah, I think he who who be fine though in the matchup. Um, with with Carr, the offense goes. Um, and so I'm expecting a, a bounce back for the offense, more red zone opportunities, uh, which would be good for Jacobs. You know, Darren Waller, Aguilar, uh, even Renfro. Um, I'm playing. Jacobs, yeah, but the, it, it will be a little tough. But I still see him as a you know borderline RB one. Uh, Aguilar, I think is the best play among the wide receivers. You know, Darren Waller is the best pa- pass catcher overall as a tight end one in this offense. But I'm gonna take Aguilar after, uh, and maybe Rugs will give you some. But there's way more risk in him. Uh, Ren- Renfro is a good safe option in PPR though. On the Jet side, Frank Gore. Uh, you know, he's good chance he's going to get 15 plus carries. Uh, so I think you can play him as a, you know, low on RB2, some, you know, RB3 as, you know, if you need to play there. Uh, Denzel Mims, I also, yeah, he's been very safe and I, I have the upside is definitely there written down for him. Uh, I hope it's here for this one because, you know, I'm playing him uh, if, if I'm in the league and I need points because um, the, the ADOT is there and he, he has a guaranteed target share every week. Uh, and other than that, I think that's that's all I'm playing for the Jets. Yeah, I just want to uh, be clear. I, I'm not playing Henry Ruggs over Aguilar or if Aguilar is healthy. I'm just if Aguilar doesn't go because he's been a DMP the last two days with this mm, ankle mm. injury. Yeah. That's so tough. if Aguilar doesn't go, then I'll play. I'm willing to play Ruggs. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
All right, moving on to the next game. We've got the 9-2 New Orleans Saints traveling to Atlanta to take on the 4-7 Atlanta Falcons. This is a 45.5 point total. The Saints are 2.5 point favorites in terms of injuries for Atlanta. Hayden Hurst, he was a DMP with an ankle injury. Uh, Calvin Ridley, he was limited with the foot and ankle that he's been dealing with. Todd Gurley, he was a DMP with that knee injury. Uh, Julio Jones was a DMP with a hamstring. And then Kendall Sheffield was a DMP with an illness. Get better, buddy. We need you out there. Uh, cornerback for Atlanta. Uh, Michael Thomas for the New Orleans Saints. He was uh, limited with an ankle. And uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, well, running back Alvin Kamara, he was limited with the foot. And then Janoris Jenkins, uh, DMP with a with a knee injury. And as well as actually receivers, Marquez Callaway and Deontay Harris were both DMPs. Uh, Callaway with a knee, Harris with a neck injury. Uh, Greg, where are you at in terms of this matchup? Uh, this game, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the New Orleans Saints to cover, and I'm also taking the Saints to win. Uh, on the Falcons side, you know, I'm assuming that these receivers will play Julio and both Ridley as well. Uh, if that's the case, you know, I'm got Matt Ryan playing um, with that QB, you know, one upside possibly, uh, but he's definitely going to give you a, a, a safe floor. Um, I think his ceiling is kind of capped at this point uh, with no rushing floor and just a generation of, of just pure pocket pa- passing quarterbacks not really thriving in fantasy anymore. Um, you're definitely starting uh, Ty Gurley if he's playing, um, if he's, you know, more as a you know low-end flex. The Saints defense has been pretty good uh, of late. Uh, if he can't go, Edo Smith, I think, has some flex value. Um, on the Saints side, though, uh, definitely – Taysom Hill, you know, borderline QB one as he's been since he's been in, in you know, starting. Uh, you're playing him. Alvin Kamara been down to 12.5 touches per game with Taysom Hill. Uh, before that, you know, he's getting about 19 a game. Uh, so definitely a significant drop off. Uh, more about RB2 opportunity right now. Uh, I think, you know, you can start him as kind of that high in RB2 with some, some RB1 upside because he is Kamara. He can make a play happen. Uh, Latavius Murray, though, is also still in a good spot with kind of the gameplay. And if they're up, they do seem to go to him more and give him a lot more carries. So he has some low-end flex value. Michael Thomas starting as wide receiver one. Uh, and Jared Cook has also been kind of non-existent the past four weeks. You know, he's got three receptions in the last four weeks total. Um, you know, you can probably go to <laughs> a guy like Jordan Akins or Trey Burton, uh, something like that in this spot. Yeah, man, I am going to take the over here. Going to take the Saints to cover, taking the Saints to win. Uh, Taysom Hill is a QB1. Uh, Latavius Murray, I, I have it written down. Latavius Murray, high-end RB2. Alvin Kamara is a low-end RB1. I'm not entirely sure if that's not based on the Ooh. names. but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's crazy. getting close and close every week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Michael Thomas did do well uh, in this spot last uh, two weeks ago, so I expect you know that he should do that. You know, should do some more of that in a more competitive game here. Uh, Adam Troutman has been playing more than Jared Cook, so you know if you're looking for a tight end to play from this team, which I wouldn't be, but if you were looking for a tight end to play from this game, it would be Troutman. Yep. Um, who actually was a tight end that I really, really liked. He has a dynasty prospect. Uh, I had him as my number two tight end before the draft. After okay, the, okay. After the draft, had him as my number three rookie tight end. So uh, the landing spot was awesome here 
as well. So I definitely love that. Uh, but for Atlanta, uh, if Julio doesn't play, then it's just Calvin Ridley. If Julio does play, then I'm I guess I'm into all of them. Yeah. Except for Hayden Hurst, because he's DMP with an ankle. Uh, and unless your name is Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, uh, Mark Andrews, like I'm not playing you unless you're hurt. I'm not playing you if you're hurt. Yep. Nope. Or TJ Hawkinson. He he's earned it. He's earned oh it. yeah, he has. Man, I'm I'm so proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, man. Let's move on. We've got the. Seven and four Los Angeles Rams traveling to Arizona to take on the six and five Arizona Cardinals. This is a 48 and a half point total. The Rams are three point favorites. Kyler has been removed from the injury report. The Rams are okay. In terms of this game, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Cardinals to cover, taking the Cardinals to win. Okay. Uh, we're, we're back to where we used to be, man. Kyler, D-Hop, <laughs> The big it. three. The big the three big is three, back. We're back. Uh, for the Rams, uh, I, I, you know, I think Woods and Cup, they're low-end wide receiver ones. Reynolds is a high-end wide receiver two with upside in the matchup. Uh, we, I think we're officially in K-Maker season. Uh, sure seems like it, but it's hard to trust. Uh, obviously, with Sean McVay over there. Uh, but... You know, we he, he looked really good last week. Uh, isn't going to see much work on third down, however, uh, unfortunately, because that job belongs to Malcolm Brown. But we obviously know that, the you know, he looks like the best runner right now. So um, hard to trust him without seeing him receive the full, full uh, bulk of the workload. But I think, again, he's somebody we're stashing ahead of these playoffs. And if he does get that game where – that he, you know, he does walk out with, you know, 60 to 70% of the running back opportunities, then I think we've got something here. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm, I'm going to take the under. This is definitely a close game to call. I'm taking the Rams to cover and then the Rams to win. I did have the Cardinals ran down, but it's just switched up last minute. It's, it's going to be a tough game to call, though. Uh, on the on the Rams side, Jared Goff definitely gives me those, those Derek Carr vibes. Um, you know, I think he should bounce back in this week but again you're playing him with some risk uh both offenses struggled last week so i think they they do both bounce back and uh points are scored uh all three receivers are playable I agree with you there woods has the highest upside uh reynolds being third in that pecking order with uh but being a, a good flex value value um you know he was second in targets of behind woods last week cam makers yeah i'm hoping he f- he's free this week i think if you're able to hold him down for another week you should but uh, if he, you know, if you're desperate, I think he could be if, could give you some flex value. Uh, on the Cardinals side, I'm just happy the big three is back, uh, and I'm just happy that we get to see probably the wide receiver cornerback matchup of the year: D Hop versus Jalen Ramsey. Let's go! I feel like we say that every time Jalen Ramsey plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but this this is it. D, this is D Hop man versus Jalen Ramsey man. This is two of the most physical players in football. They you know, did at, this, at their they did this they did this for like four years in the AFC South. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true you know we, we but we get to see it now you know they play get to play uh twice a year you know uh again they were playing uh, twice a year jacksonville <laughs> versus houston <laughs> no it's just it's funny i don't know deep nah, i'll be giving it to ramsey though so uh i'm, I'm yeah, excited nah, to see i mean it. yeah no nah, he's gonna 
I'm sure there's already some smoke out there. We just got to look it up. Yeah. All right, man. Moving on to this next matchup. I know one you're, you're probably not excited to talk about, but we're going to talk about it. It's the 4-7 and seven <laughs> New York Giants. Division leaders, 4-7 and seven New York Giants. Division leaders. There you go. Yeah, yeah, NFL, yeah. not for long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> traveling to Seattle. <laughs> Take on the eight and three Seattle Seahawks. This is a forty-seven and a half point total. The Seahawks are ten point favorites in terms of injuries. Darius Slayton, he was uh, limited with a shoulder and a foot. Uh, Sterling Shepard, he's limited with a uh, toe and a shoulder. Um, Daniel Jones, he was DMP with a hamstring. Likely that he'll be out. Um, Carlos Hyde, he was a, for Seattle. He was a DMP with a toe injury. Chris Carson was limited with a foot injury. Uh, Carlos Dunlap, defensive end for Seattle, he was uh, questionable with a foot. Oh, it, of course, uh, Pete Carroll, extremely optimistic about oh, yeah. his availability. Oh yeah. Uh, Trey Flowers, he was a DMP with a hamstring injury, so something to watch there. Uh, Greg, what do you got in this matchup, man? Uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Giants to cover, but um, I'm going to take Seattle to win. Uh, you know, I think just Russell Wilson being better, the best player on the field, will make stuff happen as well with DK and Tyler Lockett uh, and, and those boys. I mean, so with the with the Seattle side, uh, Russell Wilson's in play. Uh, the receivers I just mentioned are also both in play as wide receiver ones. I mean, Lockett, you know, there is risk there, but I think you can play him. Uh, Bradbury was interesting to see who he'll match up with against. Uh, probably DK. Uh, I still DK is matchup proof. Uh, it doesn't matter. So you're starting him unless um, it's Jalen Ramsey. Uh, unless it's Jalen Ramsey, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Jacob Hollister. Uh, he was the probably the most productive tight end for this offense last week. Uh, with Olsen being on IR, you know, I thought maybe Disley could have some value, but it's pretty much Hollister. So if you need a tight end on this offense, it'd be him. Uh, on the Giants side, uh, oh, but the running backs, though, Chris Carson, definitely in play. You know, he was right back to, you know, was able to score a touchdown last week, uh, and he was able to do what he has to do. So he, he's going to be, you know, borderline RB1 if he's in this matchup. On the Cardinals, on the Giants side, Colt McCoy, he's not really in play. As far as I'm really looking for is Wayne Gallman, uh, as usual. Uh, you're missing necessary. And Sterling Shepard as well. And Evan Ingram because of the target share. Uh, he's a safe tight end one. Um, but Sterling Shepard is also just a you know, slate for uh, PPR guy. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Seattle to cover. I'm going to take Seattle to win. Um, for Seattle, on the Seattle side, you know, Russ, DK Metcalf, uh, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson. I think all those guys, you know, you, you're going to play, obviously. Um, you know, DK Metcalf, James Bradbury, like you said, I don't think that's a matchup I'm really going to shy away from. But obviously, I think Tyler Lockett is is really the guy here. Um, you know, we know the Giants susceptible to getting uh, beat by the slot receiver. Uh, and that's where Tyler Lockett, uh, you know, pro- lines up primarily for the Seattle Seahawks. So, you know, I think he would be the primary beneficiary in this in this matchup here. Um, Chris Carson, obviously. You know, was was somewhat limited though. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Carlos Hyde did out touch him, but Carlos Hyde with DMP with this toe injury apparently. So, Chris Carson, um, you know, could have this workload all to himself on Sunday. 
and then for the Giants, I mean, I think you you can play Gallman, but I'm not excited about it. I, I really do think the Seattle defense has really turned a corner. Um, and I think, you know, I'm not even picking them to cover this this 10-point spread really because of this the Seattle offense. I'm really doing it for this, this Seattle defense. Um, you know, I, so I, I'm not excited about Gallman, but I understand, you know, playing him, you know, with the volume that he'll get. Um, Sterling Shepard, I definitely have some intrigue there. Um, but, you know, I feel like that's, a, you know, it's always a floor play mm-hmm. there. Uh, and then Evan Ingram, you know, obviously he plays he plays tight end. So I think we play him. Yeah. Oh, and also David Moore every week, you know, if you need that play, you know, for upside, he, he could always do it for you. <laughs> yeah, man. And soon it'll be Josh Gordon. Oh, man. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, someone, some team that could use Josh Gordon right now with five and six doing with that is a fact. That is a fact. <laughs> Traveling to LA to take on the three and eight LA Chargers. The this is a forty-seven and a half point total. The Patriots are one point favorites. This is basically a pick 'em. Ooh. The uh, Cam Newton is dealing with an abdomen injury. Uh, was a limited participant in practice. Uh, and obviously the Patriots also listed, uh, you know, 50 of the 53 guys on the roster on the injury report. Yep, so, even Bill Belichick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, you know, list all those guys here. So um, Joey Bosa for the Chargers, he's dealing with a shin injury, so he was a limited participant. And then Kalen Balaj dealing with an ankle. He was limited, but it doesn't matter because Austin Eckler is back. Yes, sir. So in terms of this game, um, in, on the New England side, look, I, look, Cam on paper seems like a good play. Uh, like I said last, or, you know, yesterday, I'm out, or two days ago that I'm out. Uh, maybe I'm overreacting, uh, but just in week 13, I just cannot put my the fate of my team in his hands uh i went out in a league where i have cam i picked up kirk cousins i'm starting kirk cousins i like that uh, i have i have to because i it just does not make me easy having cam in the lineup um i felt fortunate to be able to win with him in my lineup last week so uh not doing it to myself this week um but i understand if you were to play him uh and then you know, Damian Harris, he's in a good spot here as well. So I think you can play him. Uh, you know, Demir Bird, uh, he, I think obviously, you know, you know what the upside is if you're trying to, you know, chase that. Uh, Jacoby Myers hasn't really been there the last few weeks. The target share hasn't been there. I mean, the target share has been fine, but the, the pass attempts haven't been there for Cam Newton. So, uh, you know, it's tough to, to trust Cam. So it's tough to really trust Jacoby Myers. Um, so I think you could look elsewhere. I mean, I'd, I'd go for Denzel Mims over Jacoby Myers. Um, and then for the Chargers side, uh, obviously you got to love the Herb. Uh, this New England defense, uh, I feel like we say it, we've been saying it for, uh, well, if you go back to last year, it feels like 22 weeks now at this point. But <laughs> this New England defense is not the same defense. And so Justin Herbert should have himself a day here. Uh, Keenan Allen. I think obviously will you know should suffer a little bit from from being so good that Belichick decides that he wants to eliminate him from the game plan, uh, but I think Mike Williams then becomes a you know beneficiary of that 
as does potentially Hunter Henry. So, oh, and then Austin Eckler uh, had you know 16 targets last week or 15 targets, Ooh. whatever it was. So yeah, have I think that continues this week. Oh, I uh, I don't think you took the game though. Oh, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Patriots to cover, and I'm taking the Patriots to win. Uh, I'm definitely with you on all three of those. Um, on the Patriots side, uh, I am in the spot where I, I, I mean, I have to trust Cam, especially my Superflex league. You know, league of short-name people, Cam. I, I, you know, he's also in that Derek Carr, Jared Goff range with the risk, but he is in a good spot here. Uh, so. I don't know. I don't think all, all three of them can do well in the same week. So I mean, I'm I'm, I'm hoping for it though. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna go with Cam to to play well. Uh, Damian Harris is in a good spot. Uh, the receivers, it's really hard to trust them because it, they do, uh, you know, depend on the success of Cam. Um, but if I had to choose one, it'd be Jacoby Myers. I think James White is also playable here uh, in this spot. And on the Chargers side, the Herb, of course, uh, top five play every week. Uh, at the quarterback position, um, Keenan Allen, yeah, he he gets bumped down a little bit, but just from a top five wide receiver, he becomes you know top twelve, top fifteen wide receiver. Um, you know, he's still a really good fantasy guy this year, uh, and that's uh, you know pretty much it. With Austin Eckler being uh, you know a bona fide RB one, especially in PPR leagues, getting all the volume that you can ask for, uh, the league winner that he will be for, especially for me. Oh, yeah, no, he's definitely going to be a league winner if you were able to hold on to him this long or if somehow he got dropped in your league or, yeah, you know, whatever whatever it was. Um, oh, yeah, yeah you play Hunter Henry, you know, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could, you could always play Hunter Henry, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, uh, you know, yeah, like you were saying with Keenan Allen, man, I mean, you know, it could be tough, but Herbert doesn't care. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, nah, Herbert, <laughs> Herbert just sees him. I feel him. like what, what, what did we say that one time? It's just like like Herbert, he doesn't know. He's He just doesn't know any better. No, nah, he doesn't. <laughs> he really doesn't. <laughs> he's just like, oh, Keenan Allen, he's he's down there somewhere, so I've, I've got to get him the ball. Like, it I mean, if he throws if two he picks, he still throws him at least 18 times, so something's it's going to work out some way. <laughs> Has he had, like... Has he had a two interception game even? Um, I feel like he's been so good. No, maybe the Chiefs game. He, I know he had one. He could have had two in the Chiefs game, but that's about it. I'm looking it up now because I know he's been so good. Yeah, he only has seven interceptions on the season. It's awesome. It's so twenty-three awesome. touchdowns with the number of deep attempts this man throws. It's awesome, right? Yeah, he's got a one point seven percent touchdown rate. Uh, 5.7% or sorry, 1.7% interception rate, 5.7% touchdown rate. But he's, yeah, the Denver game, he threw two interceptions. That yeah. was his okay. only multi interception okay. game. So, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Dude's been so good. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's all we got for part one. Make sure you catch us tomorrow for part two. Uh, well, we will obviously be breaking down the remaining games on the slate uh, where we got two Monday night football games and a Tuesday night football game to break down. So that'll be interesting. Um, and then we also will reveal our starts of the week and got to play some get money where I got to catch up to Greg, man, because I can't keep doing this. 
<laughs> I can't. Like, uh, I'm going crazy over here. not that many weeks left, man. I don't know. <laughs> there's not many weeks left. Um, you know, I, yeah, I just... I'm going to get it, though. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get this thing figured out. I'm going to get this ship righted, you know. Uh, I got a lot of things to focus on. I'm like trying to get a playoff spot in the League of Extraordinary People. I got to focus yeah, man. on that, too. Yeah, so. that's, that's first. First uh, got, and foremost. G- Got a lot of things. Hey, don't hey, don't try to don't try to distract oh, me. Hey. I'm, I'm over there, all right. <laughs> Got a lot of things on my plate over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, everyone, we appreciate you all for listening. Uh, if you could just take the time, please rate review the podcast. Be greatly appreciated. Uh, and then if you could also uh, give the show a follow on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Follow Greg on Instagram at we underscore made it. Then you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JR Football Nerd. Have a good one, everybody. Uh, and we are out. We out.